Welcome to Inside ADHD, the official podcast for ADHDfamilies.ca. This podcast provides parents with current research about ADHD and strategies for helping their children. ADHDfamilies.ca is a resource website for parents of children who have ADHD. All of the resources have been evaluated by experts in the field of ADHD, so parents can feel confident that they are receiving trustworthy information. Visit ADHDfamilies.ca and follow us on Twitter. Hello everybody, Krista Forand here. I'm a registered psychologist at the Can Learn Society in Calgary. I'm also a team member of ADHDfamilies.ca and in today's podcast I will be talking about gender and ADHD and specifically talking about girls and women in ADHD but also in comparison to boys and men and what the most recent research says in this area. So I just wanted to say before I give some reviews about the research in the area of gender and ADHD, I'll go through that first and then I'll talk about why I think the research is saying what it's saying at present. Um, And some of the questions or concerns that I have have also been raised by other um, professionals in the area who particularly have an interest in women and girls who have ADHD. So before I begin, I wanted to just remind um, everyone about a couple things so that the research that I'm going to talk about makes a bit more sense. If you were able to listen to the last episode of our podcast, we talked about what ADHD is. If that's something that's still unclear to you, you might want to go listen to that episode first before you listen to this one. One thing I am going to briefly review right now so that we all understand some of the language that I'll be using are the different presentations of the disorder. So they used to be called subtypes, but now um, we are now referring to them as different presentations of ADHD, meaning also that we now understand that at different times in a person's life, they might present with um, a different presentation or type, so it can be a little bit more fluid. So the three presentations are the predominantly hyperactive impulsive presentation, where the individual has mainly symptoms in that category of hyperactivity impulsivity. The other, the second one is the predominantly inattentive presentation where the majority of the symptoms that that person experiences are in that inattentive group. And then the last one is combined, which is there are symptoms from both the inattentive and the hyperactive impulsive category. So remember that when I talk about presentations because that's also an area, um, and I'll mention it later as well, that I think more research is required in, especially when you're looking at things like gender differences. So what I'll start with here is just some of the research that kind of has been occurring in the last 15 to 20 years looking at gender. It should be understood that in the kind of history of ADHD, a lot of it unfortunately has only been studied in boys. Um, so there, until quite recently, hasn't been a lot of understanding of what the disorder looks like in girls and women. 
and also adults to a certain extent as well. So when we look at the research we found that boys typically do have slightly higher levels of hyper hyperactivity impulsivity symptoms than girls um, but most evidence, evidence suggests that levels of inattention and total symptoms overall are quite similar between genders. Um, we also sort of found that girls with ADHD are more likely to have internalizing symptoms, which is just a word that means things like they might also experience symptoms related to anxiety or mood or depression as compared to boys with ADHD, but this difference is mainly seen after puberty. So there's less of a difference in the internalizing um, in childhood, which might be surprising to some. Um, however, some research by Stephen Hinshaw, who is uh, one researcher who does look specifically at girls and women with ADHD, has shown similar levels of externalizing behavior, which is basically um, what we refer to as <clears throat> being oppositional or perhaps aggressive. So the externalizing behavior is more obvious to others when you're comparing it to things like an internalizing behavior, which is more just obvious to the person experiencing it. So Stephen um, Hinshaw has shown that girls show similar levels of externalizing behavior, whether that's oppositionality or aggression, as compares to the boys. But when we look at that, it's important to understand that um, in this study in particular, these conclusions were based on parent ratings of the girls' and the boys' symptoms. And so it's possible that these ratings were higher for the girls because uh, the girls and their parents might have had a higher level of conflict. Because when they then uh, gathered ratings from objective observers, so not family members, girls' rates of aggressive behavior was much lower than boys. So to me that just says that we do need further research in that area and we also need to consider um, what are the, the parents' experiences with girls who have ADHD and what is it that's making some of those ratings come out higher for externalizing behavior or things like aggression or um, argumentativeness. Now, like I said earlier and why I reviewed the subtypes or now what we call presentations of the disorder, it is important to look at the different presentations. One study found that boys with the combined presentation were more likely to have an additional mood disorder than girls, and that girls with the inattentive presentation were more likely to have anxiety than the boys who had the inattentive presentation. More research is obviously needed in the differences in gender, but like I said before, it's really important that we also understand the differences between the presentations of the disorder. Research has also suggested that the overall level of impairment um, of girls and boys with ADHD is fairly equal and also previous misconceptions about symptom levels being higher among males or more, impairment, or more impairment in boys and men is generally unfounded. 
so it's quite clear that at all ages, males and females with ADHD have equal impairment, which is important to understand because, and I'll mention a bit more about this later, there is a possibility that we're missing females if they're not ending up at clinics asking for help to clarify what their diagnosis might be. But they're still experiencing similar levels of impairment compared to boys and men. When we look at school functioning, generally the research has shown that boys with ADHD tend to have more trouble in general at school than girls who have ADHD. Boys often have more behavior and academic problems. They often have more reading challenges or reading disabilities and less academic motivation. They might display more behaviors such as rule breaking or interfering with the activities of the classroom, more out of seat behavior. However, there was no significant differences seen between girls and boys with ADHD when they looked at things like off-task behavior, which is more of um, a behavior that's found in that inattentive cluster of symptoms or the inattentive presentation. Another study found that the school-related differences between girls with and girls without ADHD are larger um, than for boys with and without ADHD. So basically that means when you compare girls who have ADHD with girls who do not, they seem to be struggling more so than when you see boys being compared to boys. When we look at things like social functioning, most research is showing that boys and girls have equal levels of peer difficulties, but some studies have suggested poor social outcomes among girls. This again still needs to be looked at further in research. And again, when we look at the subtype or the presentation, it becomes relevant to this conversation about peer interactions or social functioning. Boys with the combined type had more social problems than girls with the combined type, but girls with the inattentive type were found to be more um, at risk for being bullied or would be considered less popular among their peers. Um, but again, more research is needed in this area. And when we look at things like treatment history and response to treatment, boys versus girls, the common assumption here is that boys are seen more often in clinics for treatment because they have more disruptive behaviors. So if this is true, then we should expect to find differences in the treatment history or access to treatment across um, girls and boys. And this uh, research has actually shown that this is the case with boys being referred for all types of treatment for ADHD more often than girls. Boys are twice as likely to be treated with medication as compared to girls. Uh, but when we looked at adults, men and women, there were no gender, uh, gender differences in treatment history. But when comparisons are made between girls and boys who have been referred for treatment, then no differences are found in their treatment history. So when these boys and girls are treated for their ADHD, they also responded similar, whether it was medication or other behavioral or educational interventions. 
So basically what this tells us is that in general more boys are being treated for ADHD but when you compare the girls who are being treated with the boys who are being treated right now the research is saying that there's no major differences in their treatment history or how they respond. So now that I've sort of reviewed the research I just wanted to discuss it um, and offer my perspective as to why maybe the research is saying what it is currently. I think it's generally accepted that we still need a lot more research in the area of girls and women with ADHD but also just understanding gender in general and like I said before the added uh, element of understanding the presentations of ADHD and what that might look like in both boys and girls and men and women. So the overall conclusion so far is that there are no major gender differences among males and females with ADHD which may be surprising to some. However, I think one thing to consider, and should be the topic of future research, is trying to find and look at all of the girls and women who are not ending up at clinics and getting diagnosed with ADHD. They may not even be seeking assessment at all because they wouldn't even consider that as a possible um, disorder that they would be experiencing. Or they might, um, because of their levels of impairment, like I said in our previous podcast, impairment is the sort of outcomes of your symptoms. So having difficulty in daily life and stress. Um, because of their impairment, they might see their family physician and end up with um, a diagnosis or being treated for symptoms of anxiety and or depression. And so what has been argued by experts who work with women and girls with ADHD is that this may be skewing our understanding of what ADHD looks like in girls because the girls who are being assessed and treated for ADHD might actually be more of the ones who are experiencing more um, of a severe um, presentation of that disorder. If girls are not displaying significant behavior challenges in the classroom, girls with ADHD, teachers may not raise concern with parents, or they might interpret their challenges in the classroom as being the result of a possible learning disability rather than the primary problem being ADHD. And this has been something that I've seen in the clinic that I work at where many girls get referred and the main question is does she have a learning disability but attention isn't really on the radar. One of the major things I think is important to consider is what the general public think about ADHD and what it is and who they think that it commonly affects. It is still largely believed that ADHD is a male disorder, particularly of childhood, that involves certain problems, mainly things like behavior issues, hyperactivity, perhaps in the more severe ranges, things like aggression or di severe disruptive behavior. However, those individuals with less hyperactive impulsive symptoms or less obvious um, presentations of those symptoms 
those who likely have the inattentive presentation, may not be seen as someone who has ADHD by the general public, and this may include parents and teachers, because they don't necessarily display those behaviors that have become generally accepted by the public as part of ADHD. This can certainly be said for girls in general, and especially girls with the inattentive presentation, and it can also be said for boys who have the inattentive presentation and who may also be missed or misunderstood because they don't present with the typical or expected symptoms that most people would expect when they think of ADHD. And in the end, this may also be a reason why current research is saying that there are no major gender differences in the presentation of the disorder. It is very possible that we're not actually seeing the less obvious or the less typical cases, especially in girls, but also with the boys who are more inattentive, in our clinics. So there's perhaps a skew there where we're not actually seeing a lot of those individuals because they're not coming for help. So for parents who are listening to this podcast and wondering if maybe they or their child might have ADHD, remember that there are different presentations of the disorder. Not all children are going to have significant behavior problems or other characteristics that are commonly seen in the general public as typical of ADHD. For example, many girls are quite conscientious and they show a desire to do well at school and in life, but they may, um, if they have ADHD, they may have difficulty with organizing themselves and their activities to accomplish those goals that lead to success in life. As well, boys who present with more inattentiveness may also look like this. It is important that if you have these concerns as a parent that you remain open to all possible diagnoses and discuss it with a professional who has expertise in the area of ADHD and understands the complexities that are involved when identifying an individual who may not be presenting with um, a more obvious case of the disorder. If you'd like further information about gender and ADHD, or women and girls particularly, you can visit our website at adhdfamilies.ca. Um, an excellent, uh, another excellent website that has a specific area devoted to women and girls with ADHD is the Advanced website. It's addvance.com and you'll see on the main home page there you can t uh, click on a tab on the left hand side that says women and girls there's a lot of great resources and information there book lists and other resources that are specific to women and girls and their experience with ADHD if you're also looking for references for the research that was discussed in this presentation um, you can check out uh, Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, a Handbook for Diagnosis and Treatment, 4th edition, that was um, put out in 2014 and it's edited by Russell Barkley. So I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and that it was very informative for you. Check out those other resources if you'd like to learn more 
um, in depth in this topic. And thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to Inside ADHD, the official podcast for ADHDfamilies.ca. For more information about ADHD and how to help your child, visit ADHDfamilies.ca and follow us on Twitter.